What's up, everyone? This is the Red and Yellow Kingdom podcast. I'm your host, Scott, joined by Rich with your average everyday Chiefs talk. All of our episodes are available on all major podcast platforms. Just look or search for the Red and Yellow Kingdom podcast, as well as you can search for us on various social media pages such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All right, Rich, so before we get into our buy discussions and um, everything going on uh, with that part, uh, we will finish up our first half of the season talking about our, our glorious win over our I guess you would say our history rival with being the uh, you know Dallas Cowboys, the, you know the old style Texas rival you'd say. But um, I guess how you how you feeling after that uh, Cowboys win off on uh, Sunday? Really good. The defense has continued playing really well. They've seemed to get over that initial hump that they had at the first few games and just have really come together well. Frank Clark and Chris Jones are playing amazing. Um, offensively wasn't the greatest day, but I guess it wasn't the, the worst either. So I feel good. Um, it's a good uh, moral win to beat a team that was had only two losses to the Broncos and the Buccaneers. So I like it. I appreciate it. And, you know, you always want to end the, I guess you can say, first part or before your bye season, before your bye week on a positive note. Right. Uh, so with that being said, uh, we did beat the Cowboys, obviously, 19-9 to and uh, moved our record for the season to 7-4. and um, So I'll give it back to you, Rich, for the uh, box score from the game. All right. So we just went over the, the score and the records. Um, just kind of going over some of the overall numbers. Total yardage from the Cowboys was 276 yards. Defense held them to under 300 yards in today's modern-day NFL. That is really good. So 276 total yards for the Cowboys, 370 for the Chiefs. Passing yards, 194 for the Cowboys, 244 for the Chiefs. Rushing-wise, we held Zeke and Tony Pollard for under 100 yards as well. 16 carries, 82 yards on the ground. And the Chiefs had 26 rushing attempts, 126 yards, and two touchdowns. Um, the other big stat, of course, is the turnovers. Chiefs um, had an interception and a fumble, and then the Cowboys had two fumbles and an interception. Um, so, yeah, so that is what the numbers look like on the big stats. Um, individually, the leaders are who you think they would be, obviously the quarterbacks. The running backs um, with Clyde Edwards, Alaire's return, you know, being the leading rusher there for the Chiefs. And um, actually, Tony Pollard being the leading rusher for the Cowboys, right, with that long scamper he had um, on that Wildcat fake reverse was about 30 yards. So that's where most of his yardage came from. And then in the receiving category, um, not, let's say, the biggest day for most of our folks. Travis and Tyreek had 77 and 74 yards individually, while the Cowboys didn't have all their guys, and they had a few guys within a little bit over 30-plus yards um, receiving with 
Dalton Schultz leading the way with it looks like 53 yards on six receptions. So um, the typical names from a passing and rushing perspective and then Cowboys, because of all the injuries they had at wide receiver, it was a little bit different for them. What do we look like from an injury perspective after this game? It seemed to be a pretty clean game overall, aside from maybe Rashad Benton's injury, right? Yeah, so the only injuries that came out of this game um, was uh, McKinnon, uh, our third string running back. He had a hamstring injury. Haven't heard anything more about that. Um, I appear it must be fine, but um, I guess we'll hear more about that. And also the big injury was Fenton. Um, if you guys saw that play when he went down, he kind of crawled to the sideline and uh, you know couldn't really stand up right away. It looked like he had, um, from reports, he landed on his knee. But I did hear um, information yesterday saying that they do think that he will be fine. Um, you know, if that that being is might be sore or strained. So, um, you know, if he's going to be out, you know, after the bye or whatnot, I guess we'll find out. But the one thing is some of these, uh, like those two injuries or some of these other injuries we might have had on the team, we probably won't really know until after the bye. A lot of times they won't, uh, you know, give you a lot of, unless it was something like I would say probably something serious. They'll probably let you know right away. But um, as far as since we're going into the bye, they probably won't let us know our status on those injuries and others until after um, this upcoming weekend uh, for that. Uh, and then also um, on the Cowboys side, um, C.D. Lamb obviously went out um, on that last play in the first half. Looked like he had concussion and he was um, out of the game for the Cowboys. I know Ezekiel Elliott was out earlier in the game, but he came back. Um Saw him kind of limping off that one play that he had um, a run on the sideline. But he ended up coming back in the game um, for the Cowboys. Um, so that was basically the only injury report news um, from the game from both teams. Uh, as far as like some of the high-level plays um, that we had seen in the game, we had, kind of had a couple of them, or uh, actually more than a couple of them that we kind of had. So it was a, kind of, a lot of intense plays I think we had during the course of the game. So I'll go over a few of those here. Um, obviously that first touchdown that we had in the game, uh, to go up six, nothing was that Kelsey in that wildcat format, um, you know, where it had Mahomes is behind him. And I believe, uh, to the right of him was Clyde Edwards or Lair. I can't remember who was to the left. It was it McKinnon, um, on that touchdown. Do you remember? No, I don't. Okay, but um, so anyways, yeah, it was a weird. It was a. It was well, we've seen it before. I think maybe not too many times, but yeah, Kelsey lined up under center. Um, and then, like you said, he had one guy to the left, one guy to the right, and then like I said, Mahomes was behind him, and then um, he just faked it and ran it straight in um, for the touchdown to uh, you know kick off the game six nothing, which should have been seven nothing, but um, you know Harrison Bucker missed the extra point on that one, um, which leads me into one of the next. High level plays of the game was the uh, strip sack uh, that Frank Clark had, um, which actually led to a field goal off of on that drive. But um, that was uh, pretty impressive. He, if you guys had seen that play, he pretty much um, got right off the line of scrimmage on that, and um, you know bolted to him, got it, got it really quick, and you know made it fumble. And I believe it was a. Uh, Chris Jones out there that picked up that fumble and uh, tried to kind of in a way, uh, you know, try to way like run like Tyree kill. He went one way and thought he could go the other way. And I'm like, dude, just go down. Right. <laughs> you're, you're a big guy. Just go down. Yeah. And that was um, a good, nice play. I mean, Frank Clark's explosion off the line has been great these last few games. It's, you know, why we traded from him 
why we traded for him from Seattle. And yeah, yeah. like you said, as soon as Chris Jones got the bar, I mean, I think his first move is like he gets out of somebody's, somebody's way, does a little juke move. And of course, anytime a you know a big guy gets the ball in their hands, has a possibility to score, they are you know all for it, and it's always fun to see. But yeah, he ends up going down. Uh, yeah, tackle. I think he actually lost yards. Yeah, he did. I was like, ah, oh, man, at this point, just go down. But yeah, I'm glad that we uh, at least scooped it up and uh, you know able to get possession and um, you know get some points off that turnover <clears throat> on that drive. And then uh, I did have we on our one of our next. I think it was our next touchdown. We had it was a nice pass by Mahomes to uh, Brian uh, Pringle or Byron Pringle for 37 yards, uh, which led to the one yard touchdown from Clyde Edwards Hilaire. We all know yeah, what nice happened. Little option play, right? Yeah, it was a nice option play, which if you – I mean, obviously from my angle because it was where I was sitting in the stadium, it was like once they snapped the ball and you could see they were going to score. It was it was right. too easy. Yeah. Um, and uh, obviously that's the, you know, the taunting call where, um, you know, he points <laughs> at the ref and yada, yada, yada. We all know about the uh, all, all the taunting penalties this year. That's been kind of crazy. But, um, but yeah, so then that that you know put us up. Uh, I think at that point was uh, I want to say sixteen three at that point. Um, and then mm-hmm. uh, I'd say the next highlight I'd had was um, a really good play by um, Parsons right on on the Cowboys. He got around um, Andrew Wiley and got his own strip sack uh, and fumble um, in the game, which I believe that led to a field goal for the Cowboys. Right. Um, and then, um, actually, no, uh, was it that one? I think it was actually, I'm sorry, he actually, they got a fumble on that. from. The, but then, actually, that's when the Cowboys got the ball back. My apologies. Yeah, the Cowboys got the ball back, and that's when uh, Dak threw the long pass in the end zone, um, and that's where our uh, Jarvarius Ward got the interception there to end the first half oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah that's right and that's that where right. and that's where uh cd lamb uh you know got injured on that play yeah. And he, yeah out for the game so that was that that was all happened in the first half not too much happened obviously on the chiefs on the offense on the second half the only <laughs> uh you know i would say key things we saw happen was that mahomes to kelsey play where obviously kelsey should have caught it but it was tipped uh right into uh you know cowboys i think it was Ah, I can't remember his name now. Um, I had it on my mind earlier. It was oh, uh, J. Ron Curse. J. Ron oh, okay. Curse's hands um, interception. He ran it down, and I believe that actually ended up being a field goal for the Cowboys. It was it was another one of those things that we had seen this year. I mean, I think it happened. I think that's the sixth time it happened this year uh, where a tip pass from one of our wide receivers ended up in uh, the defensive hands. Um, and then the last one I had was the. Um, uh, Logarius Sneed uh, interception to end the game. Uh, that was just, you know, it was kind of one of those things that just, you know, Prescott and the Cowboys are trying to drive down and, um, you know, obviously trying to make something happen there in the last few minutes of the game. And, uh, you know, Sneed got that interception to end the game. So that was that was pretty much the high-level plays that I had from the game. Did you have any ones that I might have uh, missed? No, I mean, the big one for me is uh, that interception by Trevor's war. There to end the half. I think that was brilliant. Man-to-man coverage turned properly. Went up, high-pointed it, pinned C.D. Lamb as far as he could from the ball. Unfortunately, C.D. took a knock there. It's just something you never want to see, despite the fact that it is your opponent. But I know I think those are all the – like you said, the first half was kind of full of 
you know, that's where all the touchdowns were scored, right? But, right. Um, I mean, in the second half, it was, it was more of a definitely a true defensive struggle, and Cowboys never really got going, and technically neither did the Chiefs, but they didn't really have to too much. So, Correct, yep. So, um, on to our next topic from the game. We have uh, our – who is the – best player of from the game for the Chiefs uh who do you have as uh you know being that yeah I uh I try to talk myself out of it just to be different but um I think there's no way to say that it isn't Chris Jones when uh what do you have three and a half sacks I'm trying to get yeah, to he it as three and a half. as can be yeah he thought it would recovery right yeah so yeah that's my what's a top player from this game what about yours so, you know, obviously Chris Jones is the obvious one. Um, you know, him played so well. I am actually going to go with um, Rashad Fenton um, and uh, Jarvarius Ward, I think, is the two guys. Because I think the – I know I know he's going to pick the player of the game, but I feel like those guys probably owned as being the co-owners player of the game. I think they played outstanding, especially um, Jarvarius Ward, who on Sunday – Get this, his passer rating that he allowed was 5.1. And that's out of 158.3. So he uh, he purely dominated that Cowboys game, I felt like. Uh, and then, like I said, Fitton had some really great plays, plays once again um, in there. So I th- I felt like I had, I'd throw both of them um, as my player of the games. But obviously, I you know, I can't argue with Chris Jones. I just had to try to say somebody else just to – give a little bit more talk on somebody else on the defense. Yeah, and that was definitely – Charvetus Ward was going to be my, let's say, non-obvious pick. But, yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't agree more that he just played amazing coverage-wise. I think he led the team in tackles as well on combined tackles. Uh, so, yeah, he just had a really good game. Yep. Uh, so the player that we think that disappointed the most from the game, who do you have? So this one is interesting. I'm going to pick on Travis Kelsey for this game. I think that interception that he caused, right? Um, you know, it goes on the scoreboard for Patrick, but um, it's definitely Travis Kelsey. It hit him in the hands and he drops it. And then he kind of just stands there, which, I mean, I get, but, you know, I always like to see if you, the one that caused a turnover, go get the ball. Right. No, I definitely, I definitely understand with that. It's just, you know, that especially that interception, just like, man, it was right in your hands. Um, you know, how he dropped that one. So, no, you know, with that, I would say um, I couldn't really argue with that one because I was trying to think who mine would be. Um, I kind of, for me, I guess if I had to choose somebody different, it would be Patrick Mahomes just because of his second half wasn't, you know, that great, um, you know, that I thought how he played in the first half. But, um, yeah, I just I, I would I would probably just said just just because like I said Travis Kelsey just um the same same reasons you had pretty pretty much on that um for who had disappointed um you could always go with you know maybe Hardman as well but uh, I I felt like he had actually not that bad of a game to be honest so well um, my other one uh, next one would have been Harrison Bucker um you know missing yeah. those missing those kicks so um but I mean again right this is just. Um, I mean, he, Travis did score a touchdown and, you know, had a good amount of catches. Right, correct. So as far as what would be your overall favorite moment from the game? I would have to say Travis Ward's interception. That was my favorite. I think the way 
his perfect cornerback technique. He played it perfectly all the way there. All right. Um, for me, I think it would have been the uh, the strip sack by Frank Clark. I think just seeing that, um, it's looking like he's actually you know healthy again, um, playing a lot better. Obviously, in the last three four games, like you said, you said earlier, he looks like he's that player that we had got from Seattle. Um, so it was good to see, um, you know, him just continuing on that momentum that he's had in the last few games. Uh, you know, him and it's helping obviously Melvin uh, Ingram on the other side, um, you know, and Chris Jones, um, you know, being back inside, which I don't know if you had noticed or anything at all, but I don't think Chris Jones lined up outside at all in this game. This might've been the first game too. And look what happens, right? It's uh, yeah, all pro defensive tackle play in defensive end didn't mm-hmm. work out. And these beasts in a defensive tackle. So, um, you know, hey, they did it out of necessity. Those guys are smarter than we are, right? But uh, sometimes maybe I think they outsmart themselves. And maybe it was just giving Chris Jones something that he wanted to do, right? Maybe he wanted to test out his skills to, out wide like J.J. Watt and Aaron Donald do. But, I mean, since he's been inside, the defense has been much better. So, Right. So I have a couple, uh, a couple of stat lines kind of to finish out our um, discussion for today. Um, obviously, I had mentioned about uh, Mahomes' tipped interceptions earlier. Um, and like I had said, um, and I think you obviously had seen that earlier in the week too as well, about six of Mahomes' 11 interceptions um, yeah, crazy. were expected completion percentage of 75%. Um, that means over half of his interceptions were meant to be caught by his receivers. Um, but you know, obviously people are going to complain about, uh, Mahomes is a turnover machine when obviously it was, um, his receiver's fault, but I mean, it, it, obviously it does happen. It's nothing to blame either way, but, um, it's just a crazy stat to say that six of those 11 interceptions that he has on his stat line for the year, um, should have been caught for the most part. Well, I remember last year or the last two years, right? He's gotten away with X amount of throws that should have been interceptions that weren't right. So. Um, it seems like it's it was kind of catching up to him, but I mean, at the end of the day, um, maybe his mother was right. You know, from maybe she has Patrick on his on her fantasy football team, and she was like, "Hey, these interceptions need to count to the wide receivers, not the not the quarterback." Because yeah, I mean, Travis Kelsey, right? Once again, hits him in the hands, and it um it gets intercepted. So, which I mean, and yeah, I mean, like I said, it still happens and all that, but um, yeah, if you look at game. Yeah, but if you and also if you look at who's the who's the passing leader in the NFL right now, who is it? It's Patrick Mahomes. He's yep. actually, uh, I believe, twenty three yards more than what Tom Brady has. He's at and even thirty two hundred yards for the season right now. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's obviously still throwing the ball out there and you know everything like that. It's just those plays are going to happen. Uh, unfortunately, um, it's just you know some of those just really should have been caught other than others. But um, you know, he's putting the ball where it needs to be for the most part. Um, for and he's sure. what second in touchdowns? Yeah, yeah, second in touchdowns so, as well. Yeah, I mean he's still doing amazing. Like, despite the fact that he's having a down year from a turnover perspective, he's still what the first or second best quarterback in almost every major quarterback category. Right. And then, uh, so as far as on the defense, I know there's a continuous like I would say stat for them every week, but um, the Chiefs have obviously have allowed fewer than twenty points. Um, in four straight games in all those wins. And the last time that they did that 
was two years ago on a five-game streak between weeks 11 and 16. And that was obviously the year we won the Super Bowl. So I know it's kind of it, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, characteristics or stats you can see right now that points you to how 2019 was. I mean, obviously, you remember we were six and four that year um, and went on to win the rest of the games that year, finishing out 12 and four, win the Super Bowl. We're seven and four right now. We got you know six games left, um, but uh, there's a lot of similarities there. Obviously, we've seen from that season. But uh, what do you? I guess you. I guess we're trying to ask here for you or uh, your opinion is. Um, I mean, do you do you kind of? I mean, do you kind of uh, go into that kind of discussion? You know, like oh, that's kind of how it was two years ago, or you kind of just obviously just kind of focus on what's going on this you know kind of year. I mean, I think success is repeatable, right? Um, you know, we saw let's say what the Bucks did last year and how they got hot at the end of the year. It's I think in the NFL, it's hot. I mean, sorry, it's it's. It's good to get hot at the right time. You need to have a defense that is capable. You don't have to have the best defense. It does help having the best defense. You need to have an offense that is efficient, can get out of situations whenever um, you need them to make a play. But, you know, kind of year after year, I mean, when was the last time we saw a Super Bowl? That was an absolute shootout. Even the Chiefs Mm -hmm. versus the Niners, it was, what, in the 30s? But, um I mean, it was in the 20s, if I'm not mistaken, going into the fourth quarter. So right. Um, I think human nature is to revert back to what we've seen. Um, and I think at the moment, based on how, let's say, other teams like the Bills, the Ravens, the Titans losing to the Houston Texans, um, the Chiefs are looking like they are the most well-rounded team in the AFC for sure. And if they continue this over the, the little AFC West gauntlet they've got coming up, um, it's hard to say that they aren't the most well-rounded team in the NFL, right? So to answer mm-hmm. your question, I think, yes, human nature says revert back to what we know or what we've seen. But I focus on this year. Um, I mean, the team is almost the exact same as it was two years ago, but you've got guys stepping up on even bigger platforms like Rashad Fenton. Um, Charveris Ward was there and doing well, but, I mean, I think he's really been balling lately. Um, we've got Melvin Ingram, who I guess you can say – got here before Terrell Suggs did back then, but yes, he's going to yeah. bring in that, you know, experienced pass rusher, def- you know, good defender. On offense, of course, we don't have Sammy Watkins. We don't really have that second wide receiver that you know can, that you can count on. Um, but maybe Josh Gordon, maybe Byron Pringle will, will come about. So, again, right, I think it's, it's similar, but um, we just got to stay in the moment and hope that, you know, the Chiefs, Keep growing. Maybe the offense can now catch up to the defense as the lead playmaker. I'd like to see that because um, obviously the, uh, with the defense, how well they're playing right now, um, that offense is going to get back to that elite style eventually. Um, obviously, we saw flashbacks of it in the Raiders game. Um, you know, they just kind of got slowed down a little bit in the Cowboys game after starting off on a, I would say, you know, pretty hot first half. But um, it's it's going to get there. I mean, I'll, we're not – this offense is not used to scoring just 19 points. They're used to scoring like at least 30 um, in the game. So it's, I think it's going to get back there, especially with our favorable schedule um, with the last six games of the season. Um, I could see a lot of those games being in the thirties for their, for our offense. So um, yeah, I think it's going to get back there. Like you said, to kind of match up with how um, great our defense has been playing as of late, a couple other tad bits. So, you know, not probably the most interesting news, but I will throw it out there that um, we did extend our long snapper, uh, James <laughs> Winchester, to, to a two-year contract extension. 
um, making him the highest paid player at the position. It's obviously something, you know, we probably won't ever talk about stats or anything important in the game, but, um, you know, sometimes to have a good long stepper is, is never, um, a bad thing, I think. Um, so, um, you know, to keep someone that has been around with the team for as long as he has, um, recently, that's just, uh, another good signing. We just kind of well, kept, you don't have team. to worry about it, right? You don't have to worry about looking for, you know, long stepper, you know, that he's going to do his job. He does it really well. It's like with punters and kickers. You don't want to pay them a lot of money because, I mean, it's not the sexy thing to do. Right. But, you know, you need consistency. You pay for people you are going to count on them doing their job, and they do it, right? Bucker, it uh, looks like Thompson is coming around after a, an interesting year for him last year. And, right. of course, Sam Winchester, right? And he's um, – you know, we don't see the in and outs of how he is around the team, and maybe he's just good for the special teams. You know, he's a – he, uh, I don't know if you remember from the training camp franchise episodes, right? But mm-hmm. James Winchester is definitely a, a character and seems to keep, you know, the mood pretty light and funny around the camp. So um, those are all the things we don't get to see as casual fans, right? Right. He was the he was the he was the prankster, right? Yeah. Was it yeah, the mouse prank the... or something like that, or snake? Snake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was great. That was great. Yeah. Yeah, like, like you said, it's some of those things you don't, you don't, we don't really see, um, or, or you know, people talk about. But everyone plays a, an important role, um, you know, in each position of you know of the team. So, um, you know, even if it being something, um, you know, as somebody that doesn't contribute a whole lot, but he's still as important to the team. Like you said, um, to have someone consistent at that position um, and to kind of keep them, you know, still on the team for longer. I think that always. Um, you know, plays well with that, the team chemistry and all that as well. Exactly. Um, speaking of the franchise, if you guys haven't watched it, um, that you guys are listening, obviously it's every other Wednesday, um, and it's a great show that they've started up again this year that they, they had two years ago. Um, I believe uh, this last episode was last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, they had, and they had like the whole, uh, was it the Purple Label? Uh, barbershop they had uh, featured um some other things on that yeah episode. so i uh, i started watching it later and i saw that it i was uh you know getting ready to go to bed so i was like let me see if i could find something to watch and i don't even, i think i pulled up the youtube app and saw it pop up but didn't get to click on it and i was out so it's still on my to-do list as to watch that yep youtube every other uh wednesday of the franchise definitely uh, something for chiefs fans to check out if you haven't um, and so, and then just lastly, obviously we found out news yesterday that the game after the bye week is the Chiefs Broncos game, which got moved to Sunday night football. Um, I think it was, it's a great thing, obviously, uh, for Chiefs and it, it kind of was almost a no doubter. Uh, they weren't, they didn't want to have, the NFL didn't want to have, um, San Francisco and Seattle, the way that those teams are playing <laughs> right. on, uh, they need on, to do that for Thursday night too. <laughs> they do. They do. It is kind of hard for too. that. But, um, to be honest, like I kind of thought about it for a little bit and I thought like the chargers and Bengals kind of got snubbed. I, I had yeah. just have a feeling because, and nothing against, um, obviously they have young quarterbacks and all that. Um, I just think like the chiefs Broncos matchup, the Broncos, are not really that good this year. I mean, the first three games they played were against teams that didn't win a game, obviously, um, you know, until, you know, obviously recently after those first few weeks. But, I mean, they're – I just think the better matchup um, would be to see, the obviously, the Chargers with Justin Herbert and the Bengals um, with um, 
what's his name? Oh, Joe Burrows. Mm -hmm. To see that, I think that would be a better matchup. But I get the whole marketing, uh, Chiefs being the Super Bowls, Mahomes at Arrowhead. They want to see them under the lights on Sunday Night Football, and it makes sense because if you watched the game last week against the Cowboys, it actually was the most watched um, TV um, thing on any network since the Super Bowl. Uh, of um, actually uh, Super Bowl um, LV is if I'm not uh, if I'm not uh, right I think it's the LV what it was because they averaged about 28.1 million viewers during that Cowboys Chiefs game so obviously they saw they saw that they saw numbers and like heck we're gonna put in the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football so uh, I guess what are your thoughts on having another primetime game added to our schedule yeah I mean you hit it spot on I think that without a doubt Burrow and Herbert would have been the better show um, but yeah, the chiefs are like must watch TV and you have to watch them. Right. And especially with how, uh, you know, we've been winning as of late too, as well. Um, getting back to how our team has been to the you know, Super Bowl the last two years and, uh, you know, the offense starting to kick up. I can definitely understand that too, um, for that aspect. So, uh, you know, with that all being said, that is all we have for today. Um, our next episode, since obviously the chiefs are on a bye this week. We'll have a, I would say, mid-season recap. Um, everything that we've seen going good, going bad, you know, break down pretty much the whole team, um, you know, things they need to work on, uh, you know, so on and so forth for the last um, six games of the season. Uh, so with that being said, you know, thanks again for everyone listening. Don't forget to follow our podcast and go Chiefs.